This Mother's Day, celebrate the extraordinary women in your life with a heartfelt gift from Blue Nile. Whether it's for your mom, a mother figure, or yourself as a mom, find that perfect piece to express your love and appreciation. Explore Blue Nile's exquisite pearls and mesmerizing gemstones that she's sure to love. Enjoy fast shipping options like guaranteed free shipping and returns. Make this Mother's Day unforgettable with a piece from Blue Nile. Right now, get up to 50% off at BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, how to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, how to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hello welcome to the Red Men TV. <laughs> it is... The Champions League semi-final mm. build-up show. It's Barcelona, it's Liverpool, it's the new camp. It's Messi against the best player in the world, Virgil van Dijk. It is going to be some game of football. I'm joined by Tom, by Bailey and by Ross Chanley to preview this game. Tom, this is not a fucking drill. Liverpool are actually playing Barcelona in the Champions League semi-final. We're exactly back where we want to be, aren't we? We're playing these massive teams. We were speaking about how we've missed Messi. You know what I mean? We haven't seen. We, we saw him at the start of his career. Now we'll probably see him at the end. But we're finally getting to see Lionel Messi playing at his peak at Anfield, and I can't wait. I really want. I know it's the new camp first, but just seeing Liverpool play against Messi, playing against these the, this amazing historic side. But we're at that level now. That's the best thing. Is we're both going toe to toe. It's not going to be. Oh, we're going to sit back. I think we're going to go for it because why not? It's what's worked for us all season. It's going to be, for the neutral, it's going to be some game. This, Tom mentioned it, Bailey. You know, 2007, I think, was the last time we played Barcelona. And, you know, we did well against them back then, but it was a young Lionel Messi. This is Lionel Messi who scored something like 40 goals in his last 10 seasons. I mean, it's ridiculous. Yeah. And I'm not even adding them up together. I mean, 40 goals in every season for the yeah. last 10 or something. Mm. It's just so exciting, and Tom's right, we're there on our own merits right now, and as a fan, that's fucking fantastic. It's, and it's, it's, it's these big games, the last, I don't particularly remember that 2007 game very well, I would have been, what, like, eight, something like that, but I do remember 2014 Real Madrid, you know, where we got, they came to Anfield, we got battered 3-0, it was the likes, you know, Markovic, Balotelli, Joe Allen in midfield, Johnson, who at the time were pretty good footballers, you know, but we're so evolved past that now, where it was sort of, Real Madrid came to us and I was like, oh, just let's just see if we can hold out. I mean, have inevitably got battered. This is a team that can go out, and like Tom said, go toe-to-toe in every position on that pitch. And I'm so excited because I feel like it is going to be, it's not just Messi, Van Dijk. It's going to be, you know, whose fullbacks are better because we play a similar sort of attacking fullbacks. Or whose midfield will come out on top because they've all got star-studded talent, like dripped across both of those 11s. And it's going to, it's like when an unstoppable force meets an immovable object and it will be like, I don't Paul know what's going to happen. Paul will be proud happen. of you. Yeah. Yeah. He loves that line. <laughs> yeah. Paul's not here. But he'll be proud of you. He's sending his well wishes. Ross, um, is it literally just a case of pick your best side at this point? Um, yeah, but I don't know what that best side is. because, But it's a good, it's healthy competition. I think we've all spoke about throughout the season. You know, he's, he's developed this in, in his side. And I think you can set yourself up for, for different teams. I think you know the, the guys are right. You know, Tom says we've got out all for it. But I'm kind of thinking we might go a bit more you know, like a Rafa European thing, a bit more conservative and, and come back to Anfield and then then go for it. Um, but everyone's, everyone's in decent form at the business end of the season, which is only a good good thing for us. Um, and you know, the best thing about it was, you know, 
there was a thing on being sports and Barcelona didn't want us. No one wants us in any of the rounds of this thing because we're set up for European football. You know, all know that the Klopp's not won a European tie since he's a two-legged tie. Sorry, since he's been not lost one. Yeah, yeah, at Liverpool. Um, so you know, it's madly to say we've come this far. Yet you know, we're kind of <coughs> we're not underdogs, but you know, we're level with Barcelona, who've got this European pedigree and have sustained that for the amount of years that he said with with Messi and Co over a long period of time and, and to be up there with them and be in the conversation again is, is good for us. I can't wait for this game. I, like, I, I genuinely just... It, 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 it's even better the fact that it's the new Camp first for me. You know, we've had Bayern Munich where we've had to play the home leg first. We've had Porto, we've had to play the home leg first. This is what you want. Yeah. When you get to a semi-final yeah. stage, you want to go away with this side that we've got, the counter-attacking football that we're able to play, Tom. Go there, try and sneak an away goal and get them back to Anfield because... I don't think Liverpool can be out of this tie, even at like 3-0 down, I don't see that we're out of this tie and I don't think Barcelona will think that we're out of this tie, but it's important for them that they don't concede a goal and that they do score goals because they're going to, I think, struggle when they come to Anfield. No, it is going to be interesting. I want to see how both teams set out, to be honest. Are they going to play their, their own game and not even worry about the other team? Are they going to play a little bit more reserved uh, just to make sure that we don't catch them on the break because I think that's what we're going to do. They have 60% possession most games in the Champions League. We only have 52.5% possession in the Champions League. So I've got a feeling that, look, we are going <coughs> to... Well, we, li we like to have a bit of possession, sure, but I feel like we're just going to spring on them and I can't wait to see that because they like to push their full-backs up like, like Bailey's talking about. I mean, if you... Jordi Alba's on 12 assists in the Liga and Champions League, so he's going to be getting up there. It's whether we want to stay defensive with our right-back or we want to just push him back, and it's just going to be the war of attrition on which midfielder's going to track which full-back. You know what I mean? It's very, very interesting, but that's that's what we watch. We watch these big games for this. It, there's been so many times you're watching these football games and... And last season, especially going through the Champions League, but we played Bayern Munich and, and done them. It's another chance, it's another opportunity for us to get a test and just go, yeah, we're better than this. We can we can stand up to this test and it might be our biggest one yet. I know Real Madrid was a bit was, was big last season, but Barcelona are unbelievable. Messi is unbelievable. Well, they're 18 points ahead of Real Madrid in La Liga, aren't they? They're, I think they're nine points ahead of Atletico Madrid yeah. at this at this stage. You know, the 35 games into La Liga or whatever. They've come through a relatively tough group, Barcelona. I think they had Tottenham Hotspur, they had Inter Milan, uh, and they had PSV Eindhoven. They won four and drew two of those games. And you know, since then they've had Leon. They've obviously put Man United out. And what's interesting, actually, I'll come back to something Tom mentioned there about the fullbacks. And um, I think when you think of this Liverpool side and, and you think of those battles on the wings and are fullbacks going to be pushed back and is it going to be that war of attrition that Tom mentioned? I don't think it will be, to be honest, because it's not the fullback's job to cover his own position yeah. in this Liverpool side. Whereas I think in Barcelona's side, it still is the fullback's job. If Jordi Alba gets forward, I believe he has to get back. Well, at Liverpool, it's based on the midfield. And if the midfield is, for example, Genie Wijnaldum or it's James Milner, then Chen can go forwards because he trusts those lads to cover for him. So it'll be interesting to see how that works out. But the midfield for me is the key one, Bailey. Who do you think Klopp will probably go with for that midfield three? It's a tough one. You know, going through my preferred level, I've put Genie in there, but I think actually I'd prefer Fabinho. Who do you think Klopp will play? But Yeah, so getting to that, I think that it will be that genie Milner Henderson sort of midfield that we've we've seen throughout this Champions League performance, and I, I say it I said it before. I think that that's 
a lot of people have coined it the Brexit midfield. I think I think we're way, way past that now with the performances they've put in uh, post the group stages. But I think that that is the malleable midfield, you know, because like you say, it's that we both they both teams play four three three. Both teams have attack in the same sort of style, utilize fullbacks, utilize the midfield. So I think he fields that and just fields out what Barcelona are going to do. Because I personally, I've gone Trent at right back, and I think I think Klopp will go Trent at right back and just play him at their own game. Say, well, if you think we're going to deal with your press, deal with ours. You know, ours are equally as good as yours, if not better. So I think that that midfield is going to be key, and I think, I think Klopp goes with with, with what he knows, and I think he's going to play that midfield and then analyse from there. You know, if if Genie's not holding up well in that six and they're breaking through, then maybe he brings that Fabinho into the game. If we need, you know, a, a different attacking outlet at the top of the, at the top of the midfield, then maybe we bring Naby Keita in in the form that he's in right now. But Tom's right; it's going to be it's going to be immensely interesting to see just how tactically sort of this plays out. Ross, who do you think of the midfielders that are up for grabs in this game? You know, the, let's talk about all the midfielders and, and and almost run through in your head why you would or wouldn't select these players. Um, Fabinho, I think, obviously because he didn't play at the weekend and he had that concussion, so he you know he was obviously rested. But I think the form that he was in before and the job that he does, I think everyone in this room would agree, you know, he's nailed on starter for that for that role because of the role that he does. He allows other people to go and play. Um, and like Bailey said, you know, people are in such fine form. I think it's, it's, you can make it probably make a case for everyone. I think Milner, you could probably say the experience, the nows that he's got, the defensive duties that we were talking about before, you know, if Trent or Gomez whoever plays at right back, you know, you've got Milner who will do a solid job and he's calm and composed so you could probably put him in there. Naby Keita's form has been unreal. So you feel bad if he got dropped, but you can kind of understand, again, being a bit more defensive, you know, you could do that, but then again, he's you know he's been tracking. But he's on Friday. He was he was a nutcase, wasn't he? He was, he was everywhere. So you know, you feel bad for dropping him. Um, Henderson again in that forward role, and he does his defensive duties. You could put him in there. Chamberlain probably not because I think it's just a too huge a game. I think if when you're five 0 up or whatever it was against Huddersfield, what if he have scored on Friday? What? What if he have scored on Friday? No, it's still too soon. <laughs> it's too big to ask. He should have scored as well. Um, and the same for Shakiri as well. I think Shakiri only played because. Because we were so far ahead in that game, you know, it's too far. And then again, Genie, I think, just provides with everything. He does things quietly and he provides that defensive solid duty. I think, he, you know, we trust all the midfield, to be honest. I think there's only Chamberlain and Shakiri that don't think get a shout. The rest of them, for me, you can make a case for everyone in that midfield to, to make a start. Tom, um, Virgil van Dijk, Lionel Messi, or Andy Robertson, Lionel Messi, pick your poison. Do you think Lionel Messi could be the only player that will dribble past Virgil van Dijk in a Liverpool shirt this season? I don't. I mean, I don't want to see it happen. But I mean, they'll still have the Premier League, never getting dribbled past. It's one of them. You've written down here. Can we stop Lionel Messi? The answer is no. You can't stop Lionel Messi when he gets going and he wants to beat a few men. He does it. The only thing you can do is what teams have done to Mo Salah and just kind of double up. And I'm assuming that it'll be Robbo, Van Dijk and Fabinho just crowding them out constantly. Whenever he picks that ball up in the midfield, Fabinho's got to be onto him. When 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 he when he's on the right hand side, Robbo's got to be onto it. And it's so so tough because we've spoken so many times about Mo Salah's creating space, Firmino's creating space, Mane's creating space by getting these players doubling up. Messi. Then they've got Dembele, they've got Coutinho, they've got Suarez, they've got these amazing players. So I'm really, really wondering just what's going to happen here because I'm, 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 I want to see the test. I was speaking about tests before. This is the most, <coughs> one of the best strikers ever, ever to play the game. You see him score so many different kinds of goals. You see him scoring inside the six-yard box. Outside of the box, if he picks up a bit of space, he just puts it into the bottom left-hand corner. So we've got to be so, so tight defensively. Midfield's going to be a massive part of that. I know we're talking about the back line and Van Dijk, but 
I think Van Dijk's going to be looking after Suarez. It's the midfield's job to tuck back in, close down them spaces where Messi likes to operate and just make sure he doesn't have enough. He's going to get a chance. He's going to. He's going to get more than one chance. It's whether we can crowd that out. It's whether Alisson can make the save. I think about it and I think inevitably when someone as great as Lionel Messi and you come up against someone as great as Lionel Messi you start to think will your man mark him and, and and this is the type of things I remember watching the Champions League a few years ago and a team man marking apologies I forget who it was and it just backfires so often mm. when your man mark Lionel Messi because what he does it's really interesting is he'll just go and stand on the wing and he'll just literally stand there if he's man marked and go okay and then a fella's with him and it, it might have I can't remember who it was. And and the fellas just stood next to him out of the game. And all that does is create loads of space in the centre park because you're always using a DM in a man-marking way, aren't you? Something like that. And then all of a sudden, you've got no DM in the centre of the pitch. You can't, I don't think you can man-mark Lionel Messi. I think no. he's too good anyway. Yeah. But if you do, you just leave yourself open. We know, Bailey, that Liverpool are a zonal side. Mm. You know, you can't take a man out of that because the gaps become too big. You're just going to have to trust that the players who are there, who are near him at the time are on it, and, and you know what, it's going to be tough, is it going to be Robertson, is it going to be Van Dijk, Fabinho, whoever it is, I'd be having a word with Mo Salah and going, what is it that you ate, when people are crowding yeah, you out, because yeah. we see it so often with, yeah. with Mo Salah, it's that guy that comes in late from behind him as he cuts back onto his left foot, that's the person who's key in this battle for me, and mm. you know, I don't know, do you, what do you think, do you think we, we'll look to man mark, or do you think, you know what, you've just got to be on it lads? Yeah, I think you make a really good point, I was thinking while she was talking about man mark, and, it, and in my head it goes back to, I think it was the Europa League game, Manchester United and Chelsea, I think when the year that United won the Europa League, and they man marked, they put Ander Ferreira on Eden Hazard, but, and it worked brilliantly. Hazard didn't get a sniff of the ball, but the problem there was Hazard was playing either in the 10 or the 9, so he was in the centre of the pitch. Whereas if you're playing on the right wing, you're right, you can't take a central defensive midfielder out and put him this far across the pitch. It doesn't work, because Lionel Messi's brilliant, but you've still got Usman Dembele, Luis Suarez, Felipe Coutinho, are all world-class players that can fill in that position and, and still hurt you. The interesting thing for me, and I think you, you made a really good point in the newsroom, I don't remember which one, is sort of, how Van Dyke and the defence deal with it, you know, because Van Dyke's not a I'm going to close you down, sort of step in and lunge in and commit and let my line of message uh, dribble through me. It's I'll sit off, I'll let you attack me, and then I think that's where the zonal stuff comes in. Can Robertson and Fabinho or Genie react well enough to close him down? Because that's that's where if he, if he's on the right and he wants to cut inside, that's where your Fabinho and your one albums have to be like, right, I've got to follow you here because he's so dangerous, and I think he will. It's, I don't think it's a case of man marking him because he. One on one, I think Messi beats anybody in the world. Whereas I think one Even on two on one sometimes. Yeah, one on one yeah. on. But but two on one when you've got PFA, Robbo and Van Dijk, who are sort of the two best, the two of the best defenders in the league, and and Fabinho and Gini Wijnaldum, who are very very good defensive midfielders. If those three can work out a way, you know, to to work a, a rotational system to keep an eye on him at all times, whilst not letting the space in the midfield uh, or and, and the wide then I think that's sort of what we're going to see because I don't think there's there's not a blueprint to, to mark Lionel Messi. And the, never the problem, Ross, with Barcelona is it's not just Lionel Messi. They've got some all right players all around mm. the pitch, really, haven't they? You know, uh, Tom mentioned before Dembele. We obviously know a lot about Phil Coutinho and Luis Suarez. So you can, you can try and mark Lionel Messi out the game all you want. But there's going to be two lads in Suarez and Coutinho there who are going to want to fight and prove something to Liverpool and their fans. Yeah, and the hardest thing is, I think, when you know, we talk about how you settle defensively, obviously we use the press and we use obviously trigger points we go forward. Those three players are all capable of just beating a man. And then you fuck then, aren't you? You, you know, if you commit too many players, you go forward. So that's why I think we have to go a bit more defensively. I think one of the ways you can probably stop Messi is 
you know, I, 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 yeah. <laughs> I'm, 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 yeah, I'm not. I'm a bit more confident. Like you know, you said before, like if our fullbacks go forward, you know, then their fullbacks cover them. But then, like you know, those players that you just mentioned are going to have to do defensive work as well. But I trust Mane, Salah, and Firmino. They're playing that they will get back. Whereas Messi, you said, you know, he stands up on the wing. Well, if you've got two, you know, Mane and Robbo bombing forward, you've got an extra man there. So, you know, you take him out of the game by making him do defensive work, probably. Um, but, you know, come back to your original question, it's not a criticism if Messi beats Van Dijk, is it, really? Because Van Dijk's only human and Messi's not. Yeah, exactly. So, you know, it, it, in my mind, it will happen. But, you know, it's... It's keeping a safe result, which I think we can take back to Anfield. I think that's exactly what we'll do. I think I agree with that, Tom. And, you know, um, what Ross mentions there about getting a result that we can take back to Anfield. They'll be worried about an away goal. Um, Liverpool will be looking, I think, to hit them on the counter-attack yeah. all game long. You know, we know that Barcelona, not quite as good defensively as they have been in, in recent seasons. I think they've conceded, what is it, 32 in the league and 35, so nearly a goal a game. Liverpool obviously got a great defensive record this season. Um it's about making sure that we're not out of the tie at half time, isn't it really? Yeah, and I think look, I think we're capable of that. We've shown different different styles of play this whole season and last season. Since Klopp came in, we've seen different ways of doing it and now that we're getting so much better defensively, I have no problem if we want to sit back and absorb a bit of pressure and and then spring. Whatever Klopp decides to do, the players know. The players have done this before. Whoever he puts on the pitch, they're drilled. They know exactly what they need to do and how they need to do it. And that gives me such confidence in terms of we can just go, right, for this 10 minutes, we'll do this. And and you know what to do if this happens. And I really do trust the fact that we'll be able to, no matter what the score is, we'll be able to enact the plan at Anfield. And that's what that's what you're saying, Basel. will be so scared of that. It's one of them. A Barcelona gonna give us any respite? You watch. I mean, you watched when we played City away from home, and that first half they should have scored like three or four. We 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 got through it somehow with a lot of luck, and I think Barca are gonna do that to us like like that. And I'm really excited for it. No matter what happens, I'm really excited because I know you talk about from a neutral point of view, it's gonna be amazing, and we'll be upset if we lose. But the amount of football games that, you know, when Liverpool are playing in a game and you're just like, this is a really good game of football. Yeah. Like, no matter what, it's a great game of football. So it's just going to be another one of them. And I, I trust that the players have got the nose. Klopp's got the nose. Like, we could be down 2 0 at half time and I'll still trust that we get a result. It's that we're that good. I think we have to be careful, sorry, Chris, that, you know, they've just been crowned champions of, of the league as well. Mm. So they're going to be full of confidence. And, you know, next weekend they're available to rest players. Aren't these, which we're not in a position to do because we're still going for the title as well. So they're going to be high on confidence as well. I think they've got to lose in that respect of the weekend. That Levante game, they win. No, and goal. Manchester United, though. Man United in, in both legs, they weren't great at Old Trafford mm. against Paul Man United side. And when Man United went to the new camp, within well, first 10 minutes, you know, despite there's opportunities, there's opportunities there, there. Just you know, unfortunately, you've got Lukaku, can't <laughs> barn door, and Rashford got in as well. So there is, you know, that gives you us confidence to say, actually, with our front three, which I think we could do anyway. They are susceptible to mistakes. OK, well, we'll come on to um, uh, preferred 11s next. But before we do, uh, me and Paul have got a new YouTube channel. It's the Mate and Pajak um, channel. Here's a little clip from last week's podcast. There's a great story from the Britannia. That, uh, one of the few shared stories we have from that job was me, Chris, and a, and a mutual friend of ours, Robin, had gone out for a night out the night before, and we got absolutely bladdered. <coughs> and we ended up in, I want to say... 
it might have been Bato or something like that. It was one of those like one of those indie bars in in, in town. And I had, again, this was during my I have no money. I'm largely unemployed phase of my life. So I needed both of the lads around me in order to like basically help me get help me get home to share the taxi, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. We lost you, and in order to find you, we did the old movie. Let's split up because we can cover more ground. <laughs> I never saw Robin again that night. <laughs> uh, I had no money to my name. I had to walk home from town, which is a good like fifty minute walk. Uh, um, and I, I, so I walked home. And stopped at his house on the way back just to see if he was he was there. He was all right. You were flying to Barcelona <coughs> with your missus the next morning at like six o'clock in the morning or whatever. Um, the next day, I woke up hungover to sin and I turned up to work, and the the pub had been broken into and robbed, and I turned up not knowing this and there's police there and I go. And bear in mind, all three of us work in this pub at the time, and you're the manager who's got access to the safe. I walk in and go. Has anyone heard from Chris and Robin? Because we were out on the lash last night and they both went missing and I've not seen them. And you can see the police going. Hmm. Takes notes down. Um, yeah, so I, 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 and you, you, and you, of course, got on a plane and flew to another country conspicuously at the same time that the pub that you were in charge of got robbed. Um, yeah, so that was it. That was, that I got was questioned it. when I came back. <laughs> Fantastic. Okay, do go and check that one out. Um, feedback's been incredible so far, so thank you to everybody who has listened. It's also available on Spotify and will be available in iTunes very, very shortly. If you thought the only way to get a more defined jawline with natural-looking results was through surgery, think again. Juvederm Volux XC is a non-surgical injectable gel filler that improves moderate to severe loss of jawline definition and can help you achieve natural-looking results with little downtime. Even better, this improved definition lasts up to one year with optimal treatment. No maintenance required. Improve jawline definition for a smooth, sculpted look with Juvederm Volux XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable, too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit BetterHelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. 
uh, Ross preferred 11s. Um, we've talked a little bit about the midfield and stuff already. Uh, I imagine that's the, the one area of the team that we're all going to sort of differ on slightly. But formation-wise, when we were talking then, no one mentioned 4-2-3-1. And I think it's been a little while. But I think if you are trying to get maybe a Naby Keiter into this side, then a 4-2-3-1 might be an option. Uh, what formation did you go with? Um, well, I've gone 4-3-3, but you know, I've said this a couple of times. I think we, we do play a fluid formation in teams. You know, you'll be able to tell me it's better with your stats and tactics stuff. But like, you know, I think when we're in possession of the ball, we can go 4-3-3. But when we haven't got it, especially in a away tie, you can afford to go 4-2-3-1. And leaves you know two behind to cover the you know the, the fullbacks that go forward, um, but I've still gone, I've gone Gomez at right back. Um, Interesting. Just, I know he hasn't started. That's a big shout. I know, but I think he gives. Well, he, the games that he's come on and he's played, I know there've been like cameo roles, and one was against Huddersfield and whatever. But I think he's been decent. I think he, not that Trent's crap at right back defensively. I think he still needs to work on that a little bit but I'm more confident that Gomez has just kind of been a bit more reserved a bit more behind and I think you bring Trent in in the home game um, I know people will kick off about you know, creativity and stuff if you don't have to get the same with, with Gomez as you do with Trent but confidence wise I'd rather have him in there um, and I put Matip in there as well I think he deserves to, to keep his role you know, and we've seen with him as well, creativity from Matip as well. He wants to go through the midfield of the new camp and just go on a little run, and I'm, I'm fine with that as well. Listen, Matip didn't play on Friday night, did he? But no. Van Dyke decided to take up that mantle of um, the galloping Joel Matip role, as it were. Like, it, and, you know, it did. It got his man his header, didn't it? Yeah. You know, come off the back of it. So it's an important position that centre half. And Bailey, before we uh, carry on with Ross's side, one of the things that I wanted to ask you. So I think this is quite important. I think it was you that mentioned about us being aggressive and being front foot, defending. That's one of the reasons I'd select Matip over Dejan Lovren because Lovren has a tendency to go full-blooded into challenges. But against this Barcelona side, I actually like the idea of Matip and Van Dijk just sort of sitting off and letting the midfield come to help you out. Definitely. And I, I personally just think since we've, of the three sort of centre-forwards, centre-half, sorry, that we've seen this season, taking Joe Gomez out because he's had such a long spell, I think Matip's just a no-brainer over Lovren. I think he offers more st more stable defensive ability because, like you say, Lovren is just prone to a lunge. And we've only really seen him since he's come back against lesser teams. But we've seen Matip in you know European European um, games against the likes of, of Bayern Munich. So I know that he's capable of being in a side that is against a top opposition. And I think you're right. I think those two have since Matip's properly come into the side, he's he's learnt a lot from Van Dijk and the style that he defends in because I've I've, I've noticed that all of the things that we'd say about Matip and being soft and being sort of not passive. being aggressive and passive enough, he's changed that. And I think that's a massive a massive credit to being able to just sit down and listen, learn from the guy beside you who's clearly fantastic. But then it's, it's also Matip's ability to just to go through the centre. You know, if, if we want to shore up shop and drop Milner or Genie back in and go, Matip, you go. Because how, do, how if you're a Spanish sort of, if you're a Barcelona and you're looking at our team, our 11, and saying, that's a threat, that's a threat, that's a threat. Who looks at Joel Matip and says, that's an attacking threat? Nobody, and it's the, but whereas that's I think it's sort of a secret weapon in that sense. If if they are if we're on the counter, it wouldn't surprise if it's Joel Matip making a meandering run up the centre. So I I think Matip is is the best choice in there. So Ross, back on to you for the start and uh, preferred eleven. Apologies, you've got Joe Gomez in at right back. Mm -hmm. Who are your midfield three? Uh, I've gone for Bino, Hendo, and Genie. I think you get a bit of everything with that midfield. Um, and we spoke about before about being more reserved and stuff. I think you, Hendo and Genie for me are like a proper engine. So I think you know they'll get forward and they'll track back and they'll cover the full backs. I think you get that. I, I, do you know what? I could have picked four or five options of midfield that we discussed before. You can make a shot for anyone. Kaita was the one that I struggled with, to be honest. I think you know 
maybe Kaito over Hendo. I don't know. People have different options. I think all the fans could have different options. Um, Milner, again, I, I did toy with Overchini because, you know, I said before about his, his karma, his experience. I think he, he kind of need that. But again, I come back to the engine thing. I think, you know, they've both got all, got all three of them got loads of legs in them to, for this game. I think it's going to be end to end intense stuff. And I think that's our, that's our best option, in my opinion. Okay, um, Bailey, let's talk a little bit about your um, preferred 11 then. Obviously, uh, we're going to guess that you've gone with Alisson and goal. Yes. Um, back five, have you picked Gomez or Trent? Trent. So I think that whilst I, I completely get your argument with, with Gomez, I think, to be honest, if we were going to pick a defensive player, I'd put Milner there at right back, which is sort of one that no, no one's really paid credence to because then you get the best of both worlds. It's It's... The midfield is tough for me because I've gone Genie, Milner and Henderson, but then I'd also like Fabinho in there. So if it was a case of, right, we're going defensive like we saw against PSG and you drop because obviously we didn't have a choice there, but he had a really good game uh, at Anfield against the likes of Neymar. So I could see Milner being at right back, but I've gone Trent because it's Jordi Alba. You know, he's, whilst we sort of say, you know, we have to be defensive, he can also be easily caught out on the break. And whilst Trent might not be the best defensively, I think that, what he is good at is passing. You know, if you've got Jordi Alba that's committed high up the pitch and Salah can drop right in behind, how many times have we seen that loop ball yeah. just round the side, sort of touching the byline and Salah's away? So I think that I'd put Trent in there just for his ability of, uh, of pass and getting forward personally. And we've all gone the same front three. I think that's pretty obvious, Tom. But, um, so the question, the question to, to you then is what, what back four and, and midfield three have you selected? So I told you Gomez. I've now changed that because uh, while I was looking at it, I've got Gomez. I put Gomez at right back. I've now put Trent there. And the reason I've changed it is because I'm looking at it and going, what's our most effective right-hand side? And the past few games, it's been that Hen G um, Trent, Hendo, Salah yeah. as a three, creating loads of space for each other, just being fantastic. And I don't think Gomez is probably on that wavelength yet, which is fair because you've got to be at a world-class level to be on that wavelength. They're all fantastic. They all gel so well. And that is something that Jordi Alba is going to have to be careful of. And whoever it is, whether it's Rakitic or Vidal covering that, you can't cover that. There's going to be opportunities created. I put Milner on the left-hand side of my midfield. And that's, that's purely to cover Robbo. Let Robbo go up top, push them back, whoever it is, and Milner can fill in, and he's fantastic at that. And obviously Fabinho's in there just for that stability. He lets Henderson do that job further forward. He lets Milner kind of tuck in and be that rock in, 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 the, in the middle and on the left side. I think that is the team that has to play. You, you're looking at how well we've played with that. And I know Genie's been in there, but you've got to look to cover. You've Milner's got to cover for Lionel Messi and, and be aware of that. And then I think that the Trent Hendo Salah trio is top, top draw at the moment. No team can live with that. Can Barca, I don't know, I don't think so. So are you, you've obviously selected James Milner. Are you then looking at that going, James, leave one in on Lionel? He's got to. You've seen it so many. He did it to Neymar. He's done it to so many players. Go in and hurt them. He's had so much. He, he'll be he'll be hurting from that time. It gets shown all the time when Lionel Messi megs him when he's playing for City. And it gets shown all the time. James Milner getting megs by the best player in the world. Just hurt him, lad. I'm not saying put him out of the game. You never want to see that. I want to see Lionel Messi play at the top of his level. Let him know you're there. Yeah, let him know. Put him into the stands. That's what he did to Neymar. That's what he's done to so many players. And you get pissed off and he's like, I'm what? I'm James Milner, mate. 
What are you going to do? The problem with that is Messi's probably the, the player that can deal with that the best out of anyone I've ever seen. Yeah. The amount of highlight reviews I've seen, just people having a go at him and he just stays on his feet. Yeah. It's like, I'm too good. That's like, how you, Ramos you want, defends against yeah. them. Like, you want to take me out uh, and, and hack at my heels, I'll stay on my feet. I don't need to go for a penalty because I can beat all of you. It's not heels, it's there. You go in there, give him a dead leg and put him on the side. Ah, the old dead leg. Yeah, yeah. Nice. Hate him. Maybe with a knee. Yeah, so it's not too bad. Flick his ear while you're there. Exactly, Expecting James exactly. to come in but keep his yeah. elbow yeah, straight yeah. to his jaw. He would do. James Milner would do anything. I, I, I genuinely believe that, but I think you're right. Little reducer, start him off. Fabinho is capable of doing it as well. And then by that point, then Lionel Messi had a kick off James Milner, a kick off Fabinho, and now he's got Van Dijk backing up. And you're like, what am I meant to do? Yeah, OK, well, my, my preferred 11 for what it's worth is very similar to it's an amalgamation of everything, really, I suppose. Uh, I've gone with the normal back five. I've gone Trent and Matip as part of that. Van Dijk, Robertson, of course. Uh, Fabinho, Henderson and Wijnaldum is my midfield three. I think that's the same as yours, Ross, isn't it? Um, I, I think Wijnaldum's been brilliant this season, but it was... T- I never really considered Keita for this one. Mm, yeah. Um, I, my considerations were, is it Wijnaldum or is it James Milner? And I think Kate is a lad that you can bring in after that if the, if everything's going well or if shit, it's the fans, you know what I mean? And then it's the front three for me. Is that because of his defensive duties with Kater? Yeah. Is that purely what it's yeah. like, even though he did it the other day? Yeah, he did, listen, he did it against the side that are absolutely shit and got about fucking tip two points in the league. Yeah. You know what I mean? <laughs> um, That's fair. down... Uh, He's yet to show me that he can do it against one of the big boys in Europe. Yeah. And unfortunately, it's one of them, how you get experience without experience. It's one of those. Right now, I think Klopp trusts the players that he's got um, and he, that he knows can do it and stuff. So, yeah, that, no that's way. massive for me. Rival fixtures? It's only Spurs and Ajax. They're the only teams left. Game. Tuesday night, 8pm, at Tottenham's new They'll all be wearing the VAR caps. They're going to love that. Um the route to the final is is very much ran through Barcelona at this point, lads. So before we get into it and we get any further along, what are your score predictions? And we'll start with you, Ross. One all. I, I, can, I can't not see Messi scoring. I think he's just absolutely nailed on to go and do it. Um, and that's not a criticism of us. Like I said before, he's, he's superhuman, so you know why wouldn't it happen? But I'm confident that every team that we play, that we will, we will score goals. Um, and as I said before, you know, they played United and there was options there. Obviously their front three or whatever they use is, is dog shit. Ours isn't. Ours is world class. And ours are in fine form as well. I think probably the best time to play Huddersfield is going into Barcelona. Okay, you said they, they were crap. But the confidence, you know, Marnie got two goals, Mo got two goals. Bobby didn't play, so Bobby's going to be fresh as well. We all know his defensive duties that he does. I just think it's going to be hard for Barcelona to cope with all that. I think 3-1. Personally, I think we'll definitely concede, because uh, like you say, Messi. Three one to us. To us, yeah. Okay. Because sorry, I don't think I've ever predicted a loss. No, or I don't a... think anyone has. No. <coughs> so, Nine but, years, mate. But what did you say it was? Was it thirty-eight something? The goal difference was, uh, they, or goals conceded? But it was like there, they've only ever seen our front three and our attacking options sort of in highlight reels, you know, and, and in folklore, sort of from how threatening we were in the Champions League last year. I don't think you know Langlet and what's the Samedo or Roberto, their, their right back, can deal with the firepower we've got. I think we, we will run their defence ragged. Confidence is high in Camp Bailey. I was genuinely considering a 2-1 loss and then, I, and then I made sure it's a 2-2. I don't see us conceding more than two, but I do see us conceding two, if that makes <laughs> sense. I really do feel like, well, look, Lionel Messi is going to get two. He's going to get two. He's fantastic. He's not going to dribble past Van Dijk to do it, but he's going to get two because he's just that good, but I really feel like 
look, a 2-2 draw is very good for us. 2-1 is very good for us. I'm, like, we're not out of it at all. I just feel like with the fire firepower they've got, like you said before, coming off winning La Liga, they're just going to go for it. And we've seen sometimes when we saw PSG away, when they went for it, we struggled. And that's just what it is. You're playing against the fantastic side, so 2-2. I'm going to say... Uh, it's a really strange first half and like nil-nil, really cagey affair first half and then the game just explodes into life second half and we win it 3-2. Oof. Five Oof. second half goals. And I, I, I just got a feeling it, it either someone scores in the first five minutes that opens the game up or no one scores I in the first half. penalty as well. A penalty in the game. For us. I could see it either way. Oh, VAR, that can't be arsed. Oh, no, no, not when you're in the ground as well. Oh, yeah. it, do you reckon it's going to be another one of them where it's acro- just across the line, but it's across the line, but then there was a handball in the build-up? Who knows? I don't want it. Those handballs are, are the fucking worst for VAR. Get in the bin, VAR. Um, I'm, I'm, I hate you. Unless we win. Hate you. Unless we win, in which and case. And they City out, sorry. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that's true. Uh, I so like VAR. <laughs> you like it now? Yeah. yeah. Um, let us know what you think, uh, your score prediction, and let us know your preferred 11 in the comment section below. Don't forget to like the video, subscribe to the Red Men TV on YouTube, and don't forget to check out MXP as well. Thanks for watching, and we'll see you next time. ta Small details are big surfaces. Tight corners are odd shapes. Flat, rounded, textured, or tall. Whatever your next project, there's a spray paint pattern that's just right. Because Rust-Oleum's new Custom Spray 5-in-1 gives you control with five different spray patterns. So you can tackle nooks, crannies, edges, and curves without worrying about drips, runs, uneven coverage, or anything else. Custom Spray 5-in-1. Only from Rust-Oleum. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.